Welcome to the Seabotical Show with Switzerland Monroe and Ripley with an eye. Say hello from Todd Sugarwater Jameson. Here's the guys. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> I mean, if Teddy ever showed up, we could get our paychecks, but, you know, whatever. Well, at least Todd Shigalata Jameson keeps coming here. in and brings the fucking sunshine and smiles. And Thank you, Todd. Todd Shigalata. <laughs> Todd Shigalata. I, I, can't, I can't do it like how they do it, but, you know. Yeah, he's got his own choir and yeah, everything. I don't know. But... Anyways, I'm sitting here staring at one of the most beautiful sights in the world. This fucking candle here. Did you make this candle out of a Tobo Chico bottle? Yes, it's a recycled Tobo Chico bottle that I made with that recycled glass cutter that I used. Oh, but wait a second. It seems like it's package time. What is that? All right, so my design's pretty good. But it left a lot of marks that I didn't really like. And so I bought a brand new glass cutter that you can get on Amazon. It's about $50. It's made by, let's see here, Home Pro Shop. Uh, it's from China. And let's open this up. So it looks like as soon as you open it, you got some gloves. Damn, it comes with some gloves. Yeah, this is, I, dude, I cut myself so bad the other day it was these are important that's that's scary safety for his gloves you know uh, those are important and then this looks like a glass cutter it's like all fancy it's like it's like got like a gold let me see but you know it's so sharp this is nice yeah that is actually pretty nice so that's like a standard handheld glass cutter that they put in there and so this is the actual machine and it has this like baseboard and then these wheels and you put the bottle on the wheels and huh. then you have the cutter right there and that can cut it. So you Ooh. just you literally just like rotate the bottle. Huh. So it'll be much easier than the way you were doing it before. So it's like the same thing except for mine's a stand up and then this is a lay down. So this is a way better Ooh. design except for I just didn't have any wheels that I could have recycled. So the biggest difference is my design's technically free because all the material is recycled from other projects, and this one's fifty dollars. Hmm. But this is honestly, just feel that it's got some quality to it. It's solid. This is solid. Damn, it's not like flimsy or anything. Like because there is some twenty dollar ones. Yeah, there's some twenty dollar ones, but they look super cheap. This one was on sale. This is nice, dude. Let's see what else we got. Gonna fucking make a bunch of candles with that, huh? And what kind of what scent is this candle? Uh, that one is espresso latte. Espresso latte. Yeah, and it's a two hundred gram candle, and the other ones in the mason jars those were four hundred. So not only is it cheaper to make, the materials are gonna be cheaper. I think the mason jars are about a dollar each, or like seventy cents each. Uh, these bottles are free. So maybe you can do another Ripley talk and help people make one of them. Oh, I'm so down. Look, they got some nice uh, sandpaper here to do the edges with. It looks like this thing's going to be a lot better. I think we can make a 
Maybe we can make a video even. That'd be nice. Because guess what, folks? The Ripley Talk is actually here. You thought we were just bullshitting. No. Yeah, but we, we got it. <laughs> you guys are going to be interested, and you're going to probably want more, and you're probably going to be confused. I felt all of those emotions, but it was a great, it was great. How did you feel after you finished the Ripley Talk? I felt like I could say more, but, you know... Become on the deadline or the time limit, and yeah, that's about it. You get what you get. Yeah, maybe we'll do more, and we can extend it, and then we can always have different parts if you would like to come in. Part (laughs) twenty (laughs) six. So we know what you've been up to in here with your fancy Topo Chico candles with the nice espresso latte smells. This shit smells really good, by the way. Thank you. So let's talk about what I've been up to. Um, but I can't do that without making a reference to something else. So I do remember a couple of episodes ago, I talked about how fancy I am and how I like to have, um, meats and cheeses. Oh yeah. The fancy specs foods. Yeah. And I talked about a place that I went to where I had wine. They also had craft beer and the dude playing some keyboard and stuff. That place is called We Olive and Wine. <clears throat> and the reason why that even came up was because yesterday I had some, I guess, like late lunch, early dinner like with, with a couple of friends at this place called Alice Blue off of 250 West 19th. And I got the Mediterranean Grill. It was a, it was a special they had at the five. And it was uh, chicken kebabs yeah. and some rice. Feta. It had this yogurt with some, and it had some feta there too. Yeah, it's got to. And it had some hummus too with some pita chips, uh, pita uh, bread. Man, that sounds awesome. It was it was awesome. It was delicious. And then I had, as an appetizer, this uh, beef. that They had soup, uh, soup of the day, soup du jour. And... Uh, it was this vegetable beef thing, and it was delicious. Uh, I had a deviled egg. That was a little messy, but it still was delicious. Yeah. And I also had some sangria to drink. Sangria. And yes, it was pretty delicious with the strawberry and uh, the raspberry and blueberry and was blackberry. Was it like a regular sangria, or was it? did they mix like? They mixed like juices and all of that fancy stuff in there with the wine. It was delicious, I'm not going to lie. And it bring you... A big, the big uh, jar of them, a cry for that shit, and you can just like coast on that while you're there. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. And I, right, looking out the window across the street was we all of the wine. I was like, damn. So, yeah. um, also what I did was go to Solar Pro Tent that is off of two one eight West New York. And get some tent put on my back windows. And now my truck is so pretty. It's a very sexual truck now. It's the most sexual truck I've ever seen in my life. Like, they came in there and just made it look so good. And the service was great. It didn't take that long. Um, The woman who helped me, that she was magnificent with her customer service. She let me know when everything was ready and all of that stuff. So I also want to give that place a shout out. And her. So that was my weekend. And uh, speaking of me going to those uh, restaurants, I saw something in the news. Um, 
about Taco Bell. Taco so, Bell. yeah, bad news for your taste buds, good news for your assholes. It's at the Mexican pizzas, along with other things like pico de gallo and shredded chicken soft tacos, will no longer be served. So, so no more Mexican pizza. So they've cut a hole. Yeah, no more. So are they just going to call it a quesadilla now? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. They're going to probably, they, they've been dropping a lot of stuff. They I used to like the double decker and they cut like a bunch of that shit. <laughs> they should just rebrand to not Mexican tacos. <laughs> American any, tacos. Any other thing, Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't eat Taco Bell anymore. I don't either, but I mean, it's still sad to see those things go off of there, off the menu. I, I used the only reason I used to go was, was for that uh, Mountain Dew, the Baja Blast. What about you? Like that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you could buy it, it in stores, right. and so I stopped caring. And now I don't <laughs> even drink soda at all. So I guess there's no reason for me to go. That one, damn, that was all right. The regular one's all right as well. I like it better than Baja, but yeah, I'm more of a cold red live wire. But even still, yeah. I barely, I barely drink those things. I enjoy Topo Chico. <laughs> Topo Chico is a good balance. You know, the carbonation and the minerals isn't really that good for you, but. It's so minerally though. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter. Like it, it, it's so much better than like a soda or a beer and but it kind of gives you that same effect with the carbonation and the mineral water it's got a good taste i just like it because it's carbonated and it's minerally it bubbles yeah it bubbles and that's that's what's important that's what counts you gotta always find a way to keep bubbling until you eventually get the problem finding (laughs) nemo shrimp that's like the bubbles (laughs) my bubbles that is some crazy. So let's see what's oh. So let's move on from our designated intro that you have to put in at every show. Uh, let's get into some interesting shit that I looked up. Um, so I seen that pretty soon Google is going to be offering. It's going to be the equivalent of getting a four year degree. But they're offering a $400 six-month online cert, uh, certificate in an effort to boost the economy and to train the type of workers they themselves need. Mm-hmm. So and it's uh, called UX. And yeah. I am told that you are familiar with what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the... The layman, I guess, explanation of what UX. So if you think of what UI means, that means user interface. That's like, you know, how you actually do things. UX is like in the same vein, but that's how you experience things. Like how you put apps together, like the layouts, how how the buttons feel, how they click, the sounds, all the different things that are like not only in like the aesthetics but just like the overall design, it's pretty much what UX is. User experience is what it stands for. And it's, it's a little bit different than the user interface. Like think of like a keyboard, mm-hmm. that's a UI. How the keyboard looks, that's a UX. 
Yep, user experience designers make technology easier and more enjoyable to use, and they're yeah. betting that they can teach you that in the course where you pay like a $300, $400 tuition and then yeah. see what happens. So you can search into that. Uh, I guess the median annual wage for UX designers is about 75 k Yeah, it's a good job. Think of Windows like... Everyone has experience with Windows for the most part if they've used a computer and it's super boring. Like you have all these files and folders. I mean, even myself as a computer nerd, I hate it because it's just so clunky. But if you think about Apple and how like smooth it is and how there isn't all these different files and stuff, you just go straight to the thing. That's like the difference in UX. Like overall, is there a difference between Windows and Mac OS? I mean, not really. You get the job done the same way no matter what. But the way that you use it, the way that you experience it, that's becoming so much more important because if something is not easy to use and easy to understand, doesn't matter how good it is, yep. people don't want to use it. Exactly. They want something that's easy, easily accessible. Yeah. So I'm looking here, and if you look on there, it's uh, called Grow with Google, and they call it a Google Career Certificate. And so as someone is like, oh, it's a pathway to jobs, or you can yeah. earn a certificate to help you stand out. You can gain access to career sources. You don't need any previous experience. It's entirely developed by Google. Grants and scholarships will be available. And it's hosted on Coursera. So it hasn't been established when it's going to start yet, but it's coming soon. And they're giving you some of the different wages. So check that out and see you know what you think about that. It's pretty pretty interesting, right? Yeah, I definitely want to give it a, a shot, honestly. Um, I've been thinking about how awful Windows is, is to use. Like, it, cause it, it, I mean, for a programmers and old school nerds like me, we love it. But at the same time, it's just whenever I'm making the show and the videos, it's, it's, it's just like file folder, file folder, directory, directory, file folder, this folder, that folder. It's just so <laughs> it, it, I can use it cause I'm experienced with it. But for someone new coming into it, it's just completely, it's so archaic now. Like you just want it to be drag and drop. You want it to be seamless. You don't really want to mess with all the details. And then that's why Apple is so popular. Google is a good company. My brother works for them. And I think, you know, more people working for them that are Americans, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, we got to get some more jobs to help with this economy and what better way to stimulate the economy than through something that actually stimulates us and yeah. helps us specifically, you know? Um, oh, here's some other news here. Um, a turtle with a, <laughs> there's a particular turtle. It's called the Burmese roofed turtle. That's a giant Asian river turtle. And what, well, it's a little cute thing looking here. It's yeah, all it's bug like, eyed. It's and, like smiling. Yeah, it's got this little goofy ass grin on its face. But um, what's interesting about it is just 20 years ago, the species was presumed extinct. And uh, I think they had about a thousand of them in captivity. 
and some of them have been successfully released into the wild in Myanmar over the past five years. Um, turtles and tortoises, you know, they face high, the highest extinction risks of any animal group because uh, with more than half the planet's 360 species listed as threatened. Um, I mean, there's also uh, habitat being destroyed, them having to fight each other off for food, and they're being hunted for food itself and medicine, and, you know, people buy pets like this, right? So they thought that it was extinct, and then they found it, and so they was continuing to breed them, and then they got them to about a thousand. So I guess they're they're better, but they could always be better than that. But it's good that they're in this direction because you don't want them to go extinct. It's always sad when when an animal species goes extinct, you know? Yeah, I mean, think about turtles and how easy it is to, I mean, if a human can just walk up and pick up a turtle, that's pretty low survivability odds in my opinion. So it's like we got to do what we can to save them and help them because like we kind of fucked them up with like all the trash that we put in the ocean and all that kind of stuff. So I like seeing uh, articles like this that are like hopeful and it's like, hey, we brought this thing back from the grave. It's always good to see. You know, they do that thing where they um, uncover extinct species and they still find DNA strands in them and yeah. do all sorts of shit to try to sort of bring it back where they use um, its closest relative. And yeah. use that. Do you think that's some weird shit? Do you think that's pretty cool and innovative? Or do you think that we should do more things like that? Uh, like Jurassic Park? Because, you know, some, some people say, oh, like, you're playing God or they're saying, like, hey, like, we shouldn't be messing with the tampering and things like that. But mm-hmm. isn't that supposed to be a good thing that we've gotten to this point? I mean, it's going to happen regardless that people can criticize people like us and, you know, or and that's easy, but. You know, scientists don't care about criticism. They don't care about your feelings. They're going to do it regardless uh, of whatever happens. And so I don't think there's really a choice, honestly. Someone's going to do it. We just have to, you know, make sure that, you know, we can at least provide some kind of safe haven for the ones that are not getting hunted and poached and all that kind of stuff. That makes sense. I mean, I do think, I guess, some things make medicine, but do you think that it's just us being against that and facetious because we are thinking about Western medicine instead of yeah. what they're doing? Yeah, like, the what was it? The Japanese stopped whaling, I think, was in a story not that long ago. Yeah, and so, like yeah. I said, people from different cultures are going to go about things in their own way, and we could sit here and police them and say what's right or wrong, but at the end of the day, someone's going to do it. And so someone's going to Someone's going to sit there and make yeah. three different animals penis wine. Yeah, like what was that dude from South Park? He's like, I have the six-ass monkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's probably someone who does that, and that is exactly what they do. It's like, how many anuses can I put on an animal <laughs> how many how many 
<laughs> That's crazy. How many of this rhinos How many horns? nipples can I put on this <laughs> alpaca? I mean, it's, and we, then make a tea out of it or some shit. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It's, yeah. Some things I think are work, and some things are just yeah. in people's heads. Yeah. So I'm like, nah, that that's not that's not gonna work for me. That's a no for me, dog. But I'm all, I'm glad you know that they're bringing it back. I don't I don't know how I feel about them. I guess it would be kind of cloning, right? Yeah. Sort of cloning. Like I remember reading in the National Geographic some years back, talking about bringing back woolly mammoths with uh, using elephant DNA. <laughs> I mean, they could if they really wanted Instead to. Some of them die again from heat exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably what would happen. Honestly, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. There's, there's some. Just because we can do things doesn't mean we should do things. Yeah, you know, like uh, you know what a labradoodle is. Yes. So it's a poodle and a labrador that they like make them. They like literally like force them to breed, or they do like the in vitro stuff. But uh, a lot of labradoodles are actually like inbred things like that. Damn. Like, a lot of a lot of species. Oh, like pugs. That's from like being American bred. That's how you get the pedigrees and yeah. So like dog purple ribbons. And like shit. honestly, I think dog breeders and stuff like that pose more of like a genetical threat than than like mad scientists, in my opinion. Just because it's like with dog breeding and things like that. I'm not saying it's bad or whatever. It just is what it is. It's just like you're like forcing a species to like breed in what you think is the best way. And so like, you know what I'm saying? So how come some dude's going to come along and be like, Hey, I'm going to do that with humans. And it's like, well, it's okay to do it with dogs and blah. You see what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like if you're okay with it, doing it to dogs and that means you're probably okay with doing it to humans too. So we have to be like really conscious about how we treat animals and how we treat people and, we got to be very respectful. And, we, and then something, like, dude, like you could sell a Frenchie pug for like two grand. Like <laughs> there's so much money in dog breeding. The first thing we got to do is stop giving them money and do more rescues and care about the animals that we have and not the animals that we don't have. That's true. Although I think about things like the passenger pigeon and what they did yeah. to it. That's, yeah, that's, that's exactly. like one of the saddest stories to me. Um, if you don't know the story of the passenger pigeon, it's, it's a cousin of the regular rock dove that we know is the feral ass pigeon that we see walking around. Yeah. Barely flying when you walk by. <laughs> yeah, the rat with the wings. The, yeah, the rat with wings. That's a rock dove. That's exactly feral, what feral it is. rock dove pigeons. So like, they're related to the passenger pigeon, and during the early like 1900s, late 1800s, they would use it, and they would swarm. They had their numbers in the billions at once. Yeah, people would say they would the sky would get dark with how many of them would be around. Well, because of them flying so much and being so many, people would shoot them, and they would have contests to shoot them. And you kill them by the twenty and thirty and forty and fifty thousands each. Yeah. Because because of so many of them being away, the they would love it because all you have to do is shoot in the general direction of them. You get a bunch get of something. birds. Yeah. yeah. So if you're doing that across the U.S. Yeah, that's bad. And then their numbers 
fluctuate because sometimes that happens. Yeah. And then you're crushing their eggs and eating their eggs and also eating them and selling them as meat and doing all of that, keeping them as pets. Eventually, they didn't understand during that time that things could go away. They just thought it was going to keep coming. So fuck it. And then one day there was no more of them until there was Martha who was in captivity and then she died and that was the passenger into the passenger pigeon. So there yeah, you go. Exactly. That happens more than people realize. And that's why it's so important not to like mess with animal population. You think of Yellowstone, we destroyed Yellowstone by taking the wolves out, the deer population, boom, the rabbit population, like literally all the species that are supposed to be killed off by the wolves. I fucking hate rabbits. They ate themselves almost to if like they if they didn't reintroduce the wolves they would have ate themselves into extinction because they would have ate, just ate all the food to death. exactly like that's that well they'd be starving but because they would eat all of the food and then there wouldn't be any food that's why we can't just just kill shit there's they serve a very important purpose but also don't buy pets and exotic trades and do that shit because like you're gonna get tired pets. of it yeah and then throw it off somewhere and you fuck off an entire ecosystem like the, the bullfrogs and shit yeah. like that or but. the rabbits in australia oh my god and yes that, that's not the only thing in australia there's tons of animals in australia that they did that too that think about the damage that things have that have like occurred because of transportation of mosquitoes. The way our mosquitoes, yeah. the tiger mosquito that we have out here that bites yeah. the shit out of us is a result of water being left over in tires and shipped. I think it was like Japan and shit. Yeah. To here. And it grew from that water and then multiplied and spread. And yep. there we are. It's the carelessness of humans mm-hmm. equals the invasive species. Rats. Like there's a fish here in Texas rivers. I think it's called the plesicanth or something like that. It's a piece of shit fish. (laughs) I wouldn't eat it if I were you. I mean, you probably could, but I wouldn't do it. And I mean, they're just fucking terrible for the, they eat all the food for all the other fish. And so the other fish get like, lose their numbers and then don't even get me started on tilapia. Like they motherfuckers release the tilapia into the waters. And those are invasive species. And not only that, they're scientifically bred, so the only thing they know how to do is eat. So it's like, we can't we can't be doing this. I used to work at a fish hatchery, and they would just Damn. like, oh, whatever. Like, the fuck you mean? I mean, a lot oh, of them whatever. cared. That a lot of them, well, it's just like, think of it this way. If you had a bunch of fish eggs, and then like a bird came and like picked one up and like took it, you know what I'm saying? It's Sometimes it just naturally happens that way, like, Imagine a bird like swoops down into like a stocked lake and they like pick up like an egg on their foot mm-hmm. and then that would take it to like some other place and then boom, now you have invasive species. Like it, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not human. Sometimes it's just literally like natural bullshit, but it is because of humans because that fish hatchery is not natural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it would have never happened. So there's so many consequences that's why you just got to be a conservationalist. If you don't care about conservationalism, you don't care about that, well, then you're just kind of dumb, in my opinion, <laughs> because you don't really understand that, like, we need 
the plants and animals to survive. And if they're not there or we fuck them up, then we can't breathe because we need oxygen from the trees and plants and things. Yeah. We, we need those things. And, but then we need insects like bees that are dying out because you can, you want your precious fucking almond milk. The almond milk. It's like, I can't remember what it is. I think it's like five gallons of water per almond or per almond branch or something like that. And it's like, it's a lot of water for and, one almond. Uh, it takes a lot of bees to make almond milk happen. Yeah. And it fucking kills them. But, uh, Whatever. Uh, yeah. Drink almond milk and be fancy. It's the same thing with the quinoa. You know what happened with quinoa? It got super popular in America and Europe. And then it just destroyed the economies of like the places where it actually came from because the demand was so high that like corporate entities would like ended up like growing it themselves. And then that just like destroyed the economies of these wow. villagers that that was the only thing they made money on. I think it's better now because like and that's why the push for fair trade is so important because it's like, look, yeah, we could grow that here. But it's like if we want to have a world economy, then some people need to have jobs of their own. And we can't just like take that from them because it's cheaper or whatever. I still think it'd be cool to have your own mini garden and you can just Well yeah, if you're if it's for you and for your like local community, I'd have no issue with that. It's when it becomes like a global merchant chain where you're like screwing over countries because their <laughs> their only export is quinoa, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like we can't do that to other countries. It's kind of fucked up. It's like that's why they hate us. <laughs> that's what it, that's what makes people hate you. You take their job away, they end up hating you. That's kind of like what America's problem has been for the last like fifty years. Just doing things, just man. doing shit, and like not realizing that other countries need to do things too. <laughs> it's like not everyone's gonna like us, so it's 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 okay. But I think we have a problem. We want everyone to like us. Hey, I guess it's commercial. You got some sponsor here. Do you like football fantasy? Do you like beers and babes? Are you a lonely 40-something? Well, over at Draft Peasant, we can serve you all the finest beers and help you with all the finest fantasy football for just $6.99. Remember, Draft Peasant, we are here to take your money. <laughs> We're here to take your money. So... Draft peasant is it so Yeah, it's draft peasant. It's a restaurant. Huh. Beer beers, babes, and football so fantasy. It doesn't like say fantasy football. Restaurants like um Twin Peaks or yeah. Bombshells or yeah. McTitties or whatever. McTitties. <laughs> Isn't Hooters closed? Didn't they close Hooters? Is that a thing? Uh I don't know. Because the one over the one over here closed. Really? I don't think they yeah. all closed down. Yeah, it closed. When did it close down? Um, like literally in between 2019 and 2020, I want to say. Uh, I think it might have just been that one. Because I was looking online. Well, that, that I guess because across the street is Twin Peaks and Twin Peaks is always like fucking Poppy. packed as yeah. shit. People are like, well, because Twin Peaks actually has good food. And I don't know, did the jigs of Twin Peaks look better? I mean... I think their food is okay and their 
chicks are all right. And, it's but it's better than Hooters. I mean, Hooters is yeah, good for wings. It's better than Chula's. But like, yeah, Chula's is. is pretty bad in my opinion. I like the tacos and Ojos Locos. I, but, I don't. I just um, don't go to places like that. So I mean, I'm. Yeah, I mean, it's for it's a young man's game. I definitely did that in my younger days, but. Also, yeah. now that I'm older and not so easily manipulated by the objectification yeah. of women, also I'm not so easily susceptible to my pockets being manipulated. So, the one thing I will say that I like more about Twin Peaks than anything else is they really do care about their beer being at the right temperature. I will say that about 20 people. I think that's one thing I like better is their is. drinks. Like, they don't scam you. Bombshells. I went to my... Well, yeah, I went and I had $50 worth of alcohol. I bought 10 different drinks or something and I was able to be okay. Like, I yeah, got you, up. Yeah, 10 drinks, you should be fucking wasted. Yeah. I got up <laughs> and I drove water, I yeah. drove home. Like, yeah. from, from was the Twin Peaks nearby here? The closest one? I mean, the bombshells, the closest one nearby yeah, here? Yeah, 1960. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one. I went to that one and... After that, I left. And I was like, these drinks, because I kept drinking them because I was like, I got a drink. And I was like, what the fuck? This tastes, yeah. what the hell? So then I got another one. So then I ordered several drinks on top of each other and like back to back chug. And then God. only after I drunk two beers did I finally feel something. <laughs> after the beers. Of yeah, course. the beers. I was like, ah. Oh, they probably just... didn't even put any alcohol. But in I spaced the beers. I had a beer first because I, I would always start off a beer and a shot. And then yeah. later on, I'll come in, coast on that, then get a drink, supplement that. Yeah. Depending on how long I was going to be there. So. I mean, I like cooking my own food even before COVID. Sorry, Topo Chico. Um, <laughs> Topo Chico. So it's like if I go to a restaurant, I want it to be about the food. If it's about like chicks, then it's obviously about something else. But I will give it to Twin Peaks. It is actually made from scratch. You know, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you about it. But at the same time, it's like stuff you could probably make at home. You know what I wonder to myself? So if is it objectification if they want to work there? No, it's not. If you want to do that, because that's what I'm saying. Like you can't take away careers from people. Like if they want to be that way, then let them be that way. There's yeah. an episode of King of the Hill where Dale uh, joins up with Hooters and he works there. And he gets, oh, yeah. yeah. He, he does the whole, like, you can't discriminate against me because I'm a guy. And it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. So he's working there in the office, but everybody loves him and they're giving him money. But it comes to find out he wasn't charging anybody for anything. Yeah. <laughs> so they were just getting free meals and then tipping him. <laughs> But that's uh, you should check that one out. That's it's actually yeah, a funny it's a, episode. That's a good episode. It it's it's pretty true. I mean, like we think of all the illegal stuff that happens, especially Houston's got a huge problem with that. But I think the the solution is just legalize it. Just make so? it make it easier for women or men to be in quote-unquote sex work and then they'll drive the demand for illegal stuff down and they'll make 
criminals pay taxes and stuff because they're obviously going to be the people doing it. So it's like so you can have testing and all that you, shit, like how they yeah, do you in can, Germany. Or yeah, you can I have testing. In, um, you can have all, and it's it, Nevada. It like we said with the science, it's gonna happen regardless. <laughs> so let's try to make some tax money. Let's try to like clean it up. Let's you can try, make that you know, argument for like marijuana and shit. Oh like yeah, that you too. can make that argument for pretty much anything that's illegal. The only problem is, is that there's so many corporate interest in our politics that they're like like paper is like the easiest one paper is a crappy product period hemp destroys it in almost every (laughs) single category but because of politics we use timber instead of cannabis even though cannabis has a longer history in america than timber does Hmm. look at that learning stuff by just talking to us (laughs) Um, wow, I was not expecting all that. <laughs> yeah, how do you learn these things? Well, it's just like this next article we have. We want to talk <laughs> about that. It's kind of one of our ringers, I guess, banger articles. <laughs> so you you uh get into that. What what, what exactly happened? It's- all right, so you sent me this this. This crazy ass article. I sure did. And you know, I know a lot of stuff, but I kind of stay out of pop culture for the, unless like it's something that I like, like football and something. But uh, so, according to the Guardian, we have this thing: White U.S. professor Jessica Krug admits she has pretended to be black for years. Jessica Krug, an activist who teaches African American history, writes Medium post apologizing for false identity. And the article pretty much just goes on about how she's sorry and blah, blah, blah. She wrote this fucking like editorial yeah, this she, me, on this medium site. Yeah. So um, she wrote this whole thing and, and it's kind of a trend now. You have all these like white women coming out and apologize. Like the other one I, I was talking to you about was like the white fragility. And oh, like, yeah, there's, and it's just like, Cause I don't pay attention to things like this. I'm just always so surprised that this happens. I'm like, that's some shit that like a little kid would do, like, or someone on the internet, you know, it's like that would be like if some, yeah, you say that little kid, like how a little kid's like, I'm a princess, and then they just go throughout their whole day and they're a princess, and no matter what, you tell, you ask them questions about yeah. their princessness, and they don't have all the right answers. But no matter what, they're still the princess, so yeah. you just accept it. But then one day you're like, wait a second, you're full of shit. You're not a princess. Yeah. You're five. Why well, still shitting in your pants? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's a pretty good synopsis of this article. It's pretty much her just being like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Everyone pity me because I'm fucking stupid and white and not black. And it's like, dude, you de- you're still doing it. Even <laughs> in this article, you're still using like another culture and another race to benefit yourself and, and it's like fuck I feel you. like she didn't say anything no, she to didn't. help 
She did. Because she didn't be like, well, I did all of these terrible things, but what I'm going to do now is use what I've done and try to turn it around nope. by doing this. Nope. nope. <laughs> That's too much work. That's that too bitch much made money. it all about herself. I did this and I did this and I know that people are going to hate me and I know that they're going to be there and that. It's like, really? Did you like... Did you, are we dating? Did you like fuck one of my friends, and then you're trying to make guilt me into coming back to you and be like, oh, "Yeah, I know that you hate me, but please just give me a chance to talk to you." I'm like, no, shut, sit your ass down. It's a, it's a pretty long article. I don't really want. To, well, it's not that long. I, but I'm not gonna. It's read It's like it. a five minute read. Yeah, but. you can do it yourself. But um, <laughs> you can look anywhere. Just look for Jessica Krug. And, you know, I'm not trying to bully or anything. Maybe she does have, like, some kind of mental disorder or anything like that. But, you know, we we kind of were talking about it the other day, going deep dive philosophy. But I think what we came out of it was there's a lot of people that have, like, identity problems. And I think when you see, like, a culture or a person that has things that you want, you're going to imitate it or you're going to be jealous and you're going to try to take it away from that person or copy it and try to do it yourself, essentially. Yeah, that makes sense with anyone in yeah. culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's obviously like... That, that really definitely light. does not excuse... No, I'm not trying to excuse it. I'm just did. trying to understand, like, why would you do this? Like, why, like what possible thing and that's really the only thing i could come up with is like you're truly like fucking evil person or oh, you just me. hate yourself i'm an afro latina look at me no but when you ask me questions about where i'm from i can't tell you if it's puerto rico or if it's the dominican but yeah. now i'm really just black i'm no but i'm from the bronx but i'm from Britain. like sit no get yeah i no i i guess for me i've always wanted to be me so these things just always never make sense to me. But I guess if there's like mental disorder, I think, what, what do they call it? Um, it's like something dysmorphia. I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, a doctor or anything like that. But it's pretty much where like the person that you see is different from the person that you actually are. And it's like, I re- if that's really what's going on with this woman, I really hope that she gets the help that she needs. But we live in a fucked up nation that doesn't care about people. So who knows if that's actually going to happen. And they stress not being yourself. Not all yeah. the ads. Do this and then you'll be pretty. Yeah. But i tell you what. I already think I'm pretty. I'm Get so pretty. ass implants, mm-hmm. which, which I didn't even know was a thing until the other day. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so they're just squirting stuff into. I mean, guys do the same fucking thing with all like the penis pills and the fucking got you gotta buy a ferrari to be a man like you gotta drive a fucking f-250 diesel like you know what i'm uh, saying you see these motherfuckers these like ford f-450s he's like shit. jacked up to like it's tall you but have like, to get a ladder to get six <laughs> wheels and shit on it yeah it's like it goes both ways for sure and it's like it takes advantage of the insecurities of people and it's kind of fucked up honestly that's the world there's so many things that can be done to better our predicaments, whether it's about our self images or even if it was just things in general to boost yeah. our economies and all of that. I mean, I think there's a lot of changes that need to be made. 
Yeah. And I'm not even speaking about that in like a a, a pick it aside way. I'm just, just saying in general, in general yeah. things need to be done. And really the only way to do that is to vote. Vote on vote, something. Change. Yes. Do vote something on something. Vote on anything. It doesn't matter to me what you vote for, who you vote for. I don't care who you vote for. Just get out there. I don't care if you vote for third party. A lot of people get shamed for voting third party. Why? Yeah, it's fine. If that's what you think, that's what you believe in, and they follow and you follow that. Cool. Don't make no bullshit ass vote and throw it away. Yeah, don't vote for Mickey Mouse. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. tempting. It's fun. Believe me. It's He's got some valid points, but <laughs> but it voting for a third party is a legitimate vote. Voting for Mickey Mouse is you're being an asshole. I'd much rather you not vote at all than vote for Mickey Mouse. If you do vote for Mickey Mouse, then you can write into the show and I will come to your place of residence and politely Johnny Cage kick you in the, in the face. So, remember that. Vote or Switzerland's gonna Johnny Cage kick you. Johnny Cage. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Fight. Finish him. All I know is vote, though, for real. Get in there. Your town halls. Yeah. Fucking figure out where your polls are. Yeah. Make some changes. Do things. People say things don't happen, but they really do. But if you yeah. sit there not doing stuff, of course nothing's yeah. going to happen. Uh, yeah. If you get sick and just sit there, like really, really sick, and just sit there, you'll probably die. But if you get up and go somewhere, then they yeah. can help you. It's the same, same yeah, problem. Yeah, it's the same thing. Or yeah. if you're hungry, and you get up and go eat, you feel better instead of sitting there with your stomach silently eating itself. Or Yeah, which is that's actually what is happening when, you're, when your stomach is grumbling. It's actually trying to consume itself. See? So you wouldn't let your stomach consume itself all day, would you? So then why would you deprive your brain of and heart and soul of the fullness from voting? Yeah, and that's that's something uh, that I really like about what's going on in the NBA. You know, at, at the beginning of this year, I feel like it was super polar and political, but now we're actually getting everyone's being more level-headed. I think that was honestly just because of COVID, to be quite fair. COVID really kind of... It made me go crazy, made everyone go crazy. But now that we're kind of, you know, figuring out how to act and things, we're able to calm down. One thing I noticed watching the NBA game the other day, people had the word vote on their jerseys. And yeah. I'm like, you know, you know, that's a really good thing to say because it's not political. It's not like polarizing. It's just like, hey, man, vote. Yes, because if you come out polarizing, then you'll lose people. Yeah, and you'll but lose people. The thing is, is if you come with a message that helps bring in everybody, whether or not I agree with what people are saying, yeah. I do understand how you can alienate people from what what you're doing. Yeah. Well, everyone's fucking soft shit now, yeah. so you kind of have to like. <laughs> deal like I'm I'm not saying it's a bad thing it is a good thing that people are a little bit more emotional about it but it definitely vocal. it definitely can get out of hand and I think I think the best thing to do is just to like have everybody be included and once you start saying oh this is the reason for that and this is for that and, you know that's when 
you start dividing. How about instead we bring everyone together? Let's do more community events. Let's do more voting. Let's do more things that can actually like help each other instead of like, hey, let's put a politician in there that's going to make it fucking worse yeah. by like taxing some people and cutting other people. That, see, that's when you start getting fucked is when one people is being helped and another person's not being helped. We need politicians that can like plainly be like, here's the process, you know, you do these things and here you go. That's the law. And, but I feel like a lot of the politicians we've voted for in the past, they're just like corporate people. Like they just want, Oh, this business told me this was good. So there. Well, because you have to make money in some yeah. sort of way, right? That's, yeah. You have to set yourself up for the future and take advantage of your opportunities, which is what we're told to do too. Right. Yeah. So that being said, take advantage of opportunities and yeah. get in there where you can. So if you have a position of power, you're going to do everything in your power while you're in that position yeah. to set yourself up for the future so that when you don't have that position anymore, when you step down or whatever, come what may, then you'll still be okay. Yeah. Because everybody wants to be, in the end, okay to retire. Yeah. But a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, and I'm not just talking about poor people. No. There are all sorts of people who yeah. are buying these expensive-ass houses and all of that, and were counting on their money before their job got shut down, and now they had to move or had to yeah. go somewhere else because you were wrapped up in what you had, and you didn't think about the future. Yeah, so it's it's really just, a. I think the message is just be responsible. Like, the people that get voted in they do do things that affect people like most people think oh whatever but no it does make a difference i mean is there really a difference between republican and democrat not really but if more people get involved then that's going to change then we're going to like if there's more focus and more attention on being a politician then people are going to be like hey i could actually have a safe career doing this i don't have to sell out to corporate entities i could actually be supported by my constituents and the better communication we have, the better internet, the, I mean, honestly, the more we can do as a community, that's just all going to change naturally. We just got to stay focused on what matters and that's us and our community and, and our future. Hmm. Future. So we were talking about sports and speaking of future, as far as the future of the nets goes Steve Nash will be the coach of them. Hmm. Well, Steve Nash, didn't they have uh, Jason Kidd? Yeah, at one point, I think, yeah. And yeah. Steve Nash, wow. Didn't so he pull that stunt where he had to drink and he didn't have any time out, so he, like, set it up, so he's, like, walking and somebody knocked the drink out of his hand, so they had to, like, clean up and stop the game for a second? Probably. <laughs> didn't Nick That's Nurse funny. had some shit like that, didn't he, where he, like... I forget, Nick Nurse is pretty, he's the coach of the Raptors. He did something like that when they won their championship. I forgot <laughs> what it was. He did something sly. Some dumb shit. Yeah, I'll do that. So what do you think about Steve? Do you like him being the coach? I love Steve Nash. I think he's just going to be like a Dan Tony clone. Oh, man, we just Because like, that's how he got famous with uh, yeah. Dan Tony's system. I really wish he got a ring. Maybe he can use it to finally get a ring. They... Like the difference between the Rockets now and the Suns back then is that they have two MVP caliber players and the Suns only had one. So mm -hmm. I think the Rockets can do it. 
the game against the Lakers was promising. But Steve Nash is my favorite player or point guard. Um, that was that one that's successful. I mean, I really like um, what's his name, Jason Williams. Oh, okay. I, I like I like players like that. I like true point guards. Pass first point guards are always mm. going to be my favorite. Um, you don't like all these crazy. I'm trying to score too. Well, no, I like it. There's no, there's really no true point guard in the league anymore. I mean, you could say like LeBron James is probably the closest true point guard, but he's not a true point guard because he's a forward. So yeah. it's like we don't really have the true point guard anymore. It's like now the it's like you score the ball or you don't and that's just kind of like how it is on offense right now it's like are you gonna shoot or are you not do it (laughs) so in this time since our last show we are down to eight teams we've got Mm -hmm. the nuggets and clippers which are tied at this moment we got the Celtics and Raptors, which turned around yeah. because of a last minute shot. That shit, if that shot doesn't go in, then the Raptors are it's down done. three nothing. Yeah. But then the Raptors come back and tied the fucking series up. So now it's two two. Yeah. You had your chance, yeah. <laughs> Celtics. That, you had yeah. your chance. That's that's been the story of the Celtics for the last five years. I feel. It's like they've always had a good team. They've always had players. I mean, they had Kyrie on their team for a little while. Uh, they have Jason Tatum. They have, uh, what's his name, Jalen Brown. They, their team is stacked. But it's always something in the playoffs. There's always some kind of whatever. They're all. I don't know what the Celtics' problem is, but I don't see them playing in the finals this year, even if they do beat the Raptors. They still got to deal with the Bucks, and I don't think they can beat them. Oh, the Bucks is Bucks is struggling right now oh, against no, they, the Heat. Remember, they're down 0-3 at this moment. Maybe they'll come back, but probably they won't. So if the Celtics can get past the Raptors, they're yeah. going to have to fall into the Heat. And the Heat are ready to whoop everybody's monkey ass yeah, left they, and right. They got the anger. They they have the Jimmy Butler furious. This is business. Like they don't even want their kids at the game. <laughs> like like the Heat's on a mission. Are they gonna be able to? I think they're gonna go to the Eastern Conference Finals. For I no problem. Think so too because they slapped the shit out of the uh, the Pacers. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams that got swept in the East. That didn't yeah. happen in the West. No, the East has always been like that. It's super polar. It's, it's like Sixers got yeah. swept. It's always it's always like in the East because most of the teams are super terrible. There's all there. It kind of like changes who's the best player or the best team, I should say, and it just really comes down to. You know, if Kawhi stays in Toronto, then Toronto's like the the best, the best, and there will always be the best. And I, that's why the LeBron James was in the East for so long because they were so, so bad. It's like, so easy. All you have to do is, as long as you're the best player, yeah, and you have. Well, that's the thing, though. He was talking about uh, to my Giannis. If it had been LeBron and he and he had the squad that he had on yeah. the Bucks, they would probably be end up for some reason in the finals. Yeah, well, duh. well, I think the problem with the Bucks ultimately is that the whole game goes through Giannis, and I and as much as Giannis is a really good player, 
he's not you don't think of Giannis as like oh he's a guy who can do like a step back three or something so like that. you think that James Harden was right when he was saying like I wish I could just be big and go dunk all the time on everybody it doesn't take any skill I mean kind of I mean I'm not <laughs> and and if you look at a lot of Giannis's Euro step he's traveling like for sure <laughs> like the whole thing with Harden back uh the step back three being traveling it's the same thing with Giannis's euro step because the dude's seven foot tall it just looks like he's going to be traveling like every single time and sometimes he really does but it doesn't get called because it's like if he does it correctly nine times out of ten and he travels one time out of ten you're not really going to notice yep you really aren't people think traveling so easy to call but when you're right there on the field at the same level and not looking down at them it's kind of hard to tell because it's like what do you look at do you look at their shoulders to see if they do a foul or are you going to look at their feet if they're traveling you got to pick one and you know i have a lot of i have a lot of respect for the refs even though some of them are shady it is a very difficult job in my opinion so with the rockets uh they took the the Thunder took them to seven game series, and it yeah. all came down to one point one seconds left. Or James yeah. Harden was having the shittiest game, the of his, shittiest game of his yeah, life, yeah, exactly. And he, so some he, he like came and he blocked the he, shit out yeah. of the door, and he was like, "Yeah, motherfucker," and shit. And I was yeah. like, "That's awesome," but it does not forgive you for your terribleness, transgressions, and shit. Like, come on, dude. But also, I will say you have to credit that to the defense. And yeah. that no one is usually on him, able to guard him like that. Yeah. Um. In that first game, he looked like he was really comfortable in that Lakers game. So hopefully, that can continue. But for something, I feel like I feel like the Lakers are gonna clamp down. So you gotta gotta watch out. But yeah. I'm I'm still pulling for for you know the Rockets and everything. I think. I, I didn't really watch the game. I kind of watched the highlights. And from what I saw, the Lakers were playing extremely loose on defense and they're playing way too tight on offense. Mm. And I mean, they played JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. They're, they're old school centers. Like they don't make any sense in today's game. They had a combined 24 minutes. That's Damn. That's half the game. <laughs> That's half the game. You had two dinosaurs out there. Man. I mean, you think of the Rockets, their tallest player is uh, Covington. Yeah. And he's what, 6'7? Six, seven? Six, he's the same height as PJ Tucker. <laughs> or no, I think he's no, a little he, bit he's taller, taller than, than that. that. Yeah, he's I think he's taller than that. than that. But I mean, you look at PJ Tucker, he's listed as a center and a power forward, and he's 6'7. But they did what they, they did what I thought they were going to do. And they had Harden on Davis some of the time. And I thought that was a really good idea just because it's like it allows the rest of the team to kind of like rally in the paint. Lakers three-point shooting is terrible. Honestly, unless the Lakers can shoot threes, they're done, in my opinion. And did you see what Draymond Green was saying? That if you are a center, like a true center, then you're yeah. rooting for the Lakers to win because yeah, the Rockets totally, win. Yeah. Then centers are probably, as we know, They're gone. Be done. Yeah, I saw that article. It was about the fate of the future of the NBA because if the Rockets can pull this off, 
I mean, you really have to blame the Golden State Warriors because they did it first, yeah, technically. And then the Rockets will be trying to perfect it. But yeah, it's definitely. But they still have true centers on their team. They have Isaiah Hartenstein and they have Tyson Chandler. I mean, they got some seven footers. Did they, did they get back Hartenstein? I thought they got rid of him. I know oh, they, they still did. got Tyson. They still got Tyson. Well, I mean, regardless, they still got a seven footer. But it's like, unless you can have someone like Giannis with his like extreme athletic ability, there's not. It's pointless but D'Antoni only plays like eight or nine people at a time during the game in the playoffs which is fucking weird man you need that like balance and shit yeah that he the that's definitely been the thing I've noticed throughout the Rockets with D'Antoni is that he is very very slim on his playoff rosters yes yes he has people there he just doesn't like to use a lot of people but I I think it's a little different now. I mean, I I can't, didn't look at the splits and who actually played or whatever, but I saw quite a few players out there. I mean, they're all former busts. I mean, you have Ben McElmore, you have Austin Rivers and stuff like Jeff that. I'm not, I'm not expecting a whole lot out of them, and I think that's why everybody likes them so much because they're like actually underdogs. They're not only are they underdogs, it's like we wanted these players to be successful when they were first drafted, and now it's kind of cool that they're playing a significant role because without them, I mean, it's it's the James Harden-Russell Westbrook show. I mean, they I really do. don't have – without I, them, they I don't have I feel like much. if they step up their defense like they've been doing and yeah. actually play where they're going to the basket instead of just yeah. taking threes, like how we've been seeing glimpses of everything, yeah. if they merge all that shit together – yeah. I think they can do it. I think they can too, especially this. But it, year. it has to. It has to be yeah. that way. They have yeah. to play both. They have to play in the paint, and they have to take the threes. If the threes don't go in, and they need to stop settling, yeah. they can stop doing the settling and actually make it work like that with the defense yeah. they have. Oh my gosh! Like I'm just like ooh. Yeah, I looked at the numbers. They scored. This, the Lakers with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, JaVale McGee, and all the bigs they have, they did not outscore the Rockets in the paint. Hmm. The The Rockets had the same amount of points, maybe one different point, but it was the same thing with the assist. It was the same thing with the points in the paint. So all the things that the Lakers, uh, these aren't my words, it's from the article that I read. They literally said, like, the Rockets did everything that the Lakers were built for. And that's kind of that's kind of sad. I mean, but that really goes kind of shows you like, man, if that's the truth, what was Portland doing? Oh. <laughs> you know. Well, they were injured though. Yeah, I mean, but did, Russell Westbrook was injured for the Thunder and they still pulled that one out, you know? I mean, yeah, it's a lesser team, but still, I mean, Port, it seems to me Portland's always injured. They're always breaking their fingers and dislocating their thumbs. Yeah, somebody else dis- dislocated it. Like, yeah, that game. <laughs> yeah like, that's damn, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, they, yeah. it's always it, the Portland is the Western Conference Celtics. They always they got good teams. They always get good players. I mean, there was years they had Lamarcus Aldridge and and, and uh, hurt. And Dame and all. I mean, yeah, they got hurt. <laughs> they have all these great, like, even going back, if you think of all their drafts, the Blazers have always had, like, really high drafts, and there's always been, like... Greg Oden. There's Brent, always been some good Brandon stuff. Brandon Roy. And they just, like, nope. <laughs> We're the Portland Blazers. <laughs> it's like, 
And then they had that one game where they defeated the Rockets at the very they last keep second. The they keep showing And that's the only reason people care about Portland. No, that and that one they did where Dame did that shit to the, th- to the Thunder. Yeah, he and he did that thing. like soulless look on them. Because he didn't yeah. do the soulless look on us. Yeah. The soulless look on them. No, I don't think the trip. Like, I'm sorry, Portland, but I think you got to trade someone. I think you got to get rid of someone. I think you got to make some changes. You got to do something different because I just, I don't see Portland ever beating anyone, period. So unless they, (laughs) unless they draft some badass or something, Portland's like, they can't even beat the Jazz. They're not going to beat the Nuggets. They're not going to beat the Rockets. They're not going to beat the Lakers. Not, you see what I'm saying? There's a huge list of teams that they're just not going to be able to beat. And if the Rockets can pull it off against the Lakers, then it really is a death sentence for teams like Portland because if they lose to teams like the Lakers, then the new wave of basketball, are they going to be able to keep up? All right. Well, we'll be right back after this. You've asked for it. You've got it. Introducing our new double faking vegan cheeseburger. Brought to you by Cloggers. We take our gluten-free bun. Put a veggie patty on it. Lettuce, tomatoes, vegan cheese, our special vegan sauce. We fry the perfect out of it and serve it to you. Get it now with a side order of our double fried fries. Wash it down with a fried ice cream shake. Cloggers. What doesn't kill you? Ends your hunger. Cloggers, cloggers, it's heart stoppingly good. One more thing before we go, guys. We're back, by the way. Switzerland Monroe and Ripley with an eye at the Sea Barnacle Show. You know how it is, guys. Um, and gals, is how you doing? Um, we have one more thing we want to talk about before we get the hell out of here. You know, you got to make like a tree and get the shit out of here. Um, we talked about NBA. We, we got to talk about something else that's going to happen on Thursday. And then um, starting the game also on Thursday. And it is going to be with our very own Houston Texans playing the Kansas City Chiefs fresh off that Super Bowl win. Oh shit! First of all, the fact that we're even having football in the first fucking place is, can I say, amazing. Um, that's wonderful. And we start off with the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Do you think? And Deshaun Watson just got this brand new contract, right? Hundred and eleven million dollars, fully guaranteed. Hundred sixty overall. Next, like six years, this dude's going to be making about one hundred and eighty million dollars. Sweet hickory fuck. That's great. Like, wow. And he just signed that, and he's gonna be starring in there. And then Patrick Mahomes just signed that. He signed his deal, five hundred million over ten years, forty-five million a year. Sweet hickory or fuck. Um, yeah, that's that's crazy. So those the battle of the big paid quarterbacks is going to be. Yeah, on those Thursday. are the top two highest paid. They're going to be the. T- they're honestly, you just throw Lamar Jackson in there. Those are the three best quarterbacks, and then you got Russell Wilson. That's the four best quarterbacks in the league right now. What if they did like a special league with th- like three teams play like a triple threat match? Triple thing. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, but. So, who do you think is going to win this game? The very first game? Yeah. 
No holds bar. You Honestly, can come sneak I, one. I think it's going to be the Texans. You think so? You're not saying that because you're biased. And no, no. I, I honestly believe the Texans have gotten better this year. I think. Despite them getting rid of D-Hop? I think I'm a guy that believes in having more than one wide receiver. And what I saw from Cobb in the training camp, I think I he can like do. Cobb. I like Cobb. I'm also a do. Dallas fan, and I saw what he could do on Dallas. He could bring that to I Houston. I think he can do the same things in terms of being like a reliable first down maker. Mm-hmm. I think he can do that. In terms of doing like the sideline and the touchdowns, and you Man, got Kenny Stills, yeah, you got Kenny Stills and Will Fuller. But I think mm-hmm. the X factor, in my opinion, hundred percent Brandon Cooks. Ooh, yes, the, the guy is a legit four three, maybe even a four two kind of guy. So he's gonna do that Patriot style he, thing. Yeah, he's gonna do. They have their own Tyreek Hill and Brandon Cooks, and I think as long as the other guys can get open and the so tight ends, like Andy can block, Belichick or like yeah. Bill Reed. Yeah, they got a good. I think everything for the Texans. If you look at their offense, they got running backs, they got tight ends, they got wide receivers, got and now for the first pass. time. In 10 years, they have one of the better offensive lines. Yeah. In terms of they were one of the best pass-blocking units in 2019. Damn. So what do the Chiefs have? Well, fuck them. I don't care. <laughs> no. Well, you already know what they have. They got Patty. They got Patrick Mahomes. And they got Tyreek Hill. And they got Damian yeah. Weed. They got a. They generally have the same team, you know. Mostly, I mean, I like I like their running back, uh, Edwards Hellier, mm. and uh, he's he kind of reminds me of Barry Sanders. You know, they got the Honey Badger. They got Tyreek Hill. Mm. They got a good team overall, but. I just, you know, Chris Jones is a badass. But you gotta go, you gotta go with the H Town's finest. H Town swag. <laughs> I just think overall that the Houston is a better team. Like they might have the better offense, but I think it's a push when it comes to the defense. So it's really, honestly, it's gonna come down to who's better, Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, because everything else is pretty much even. Both viable options of fantasy football. Because I know a lot of you, your fantasy football leagues are about to. Begin. I wouldn't be surprised that both of those players are gonna get drafted in the first round. Aren't Wait, they? aren't you in a fantasy football league? Yeah, I'm in the Smitty League. The Smitty League. The Smitty League. Wow, what is the Smitty League drafting? We we draft tomorrow night. Sweet hickory fuck. How many people are in the league? Well, it's supposed to be 12, but I think some people didn't join yet. Is it? Is, is it oh, oh, some people didn't join yet. Who are supposed to join in there? Is that a... Is that a it's like everyone. Uh, but I've been seeing the message. Uh, also, I mean, I'm telling to myself, I'm one of those people that didn't join, but I'm not sure I'm going to play yet. Um... I tried to join and it said that it was full, so I guess my spot's gone. So it's okay. It's okay. Sucks. I didn't want to play in it. I didn't. I, I didn't want to play anyway, but I, I wanted to because I like the camaraderie. And uh, this time, they're supposed to be playing. What's the pool this year? It says that there's eleven. There's one, eleven. Maybe there's still two, time. Three, four, five, six. Seven, Maybe I'll eight, auto draft lazily. Yeah, yeah, that's eleven. You should Maybe ask, we'll ask see. Smitty again. Uh, but, yeah, there's only eleven. But I, nah, whatever. Fine, I'll do it. Maybe. Yeah, let's see. Well, let's see here. Here, I'll just show you what. Who he's all doing. is in here? I mean, every. I'm, I like this candle. <laughs> it's a good candle. 
I'm sure this part will be cut out. It's fine. That's no, why I'm not tripping. Is. That's why I'm not tripping. Yeah, yeah, no. really. So the stuff we said before. So we said that they were going to. You said. So good. So you're in the league. And so have you looked at who you're going to maybe possibly. No. I'm just going into it and I'm just going to use heart and intuition like the James Harden speech from the other game one. You know, we got we got heart, man. You got to look for the people who got heart. You know, I'm wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who those people are, but I'm going just, in I'm blind eye putting pie. Okay. <laughs> Throw a dart at a dart board. Or do like how supposedly the riders of family got to do and get some manatees to bring some. <laughs> The manatee. <laughs> so this will be an ongoing saga. We'll see how well you do in this. Uh, yeah, that's it's a twenty dollar buy in too. So. And we we'll, we said we're gonna have Smitty on here to help give you tips as far. But I don't think you can be in the same roost. You're in the same league, and I don't think he's gonna want to give you tips. <laughs> he's, not gonna, he's, he's not gonna give me the tips. Well, it's fine. We, you know, he can have his own tips because I got my own guy. Oh, guy's he has his is, own guy. Yeah, I got my <laughs> own guy. His name Stu. So we'll put Stu versus Smitty and see the Ooh, best. Maybe we'll be have a, a nice, round table or something yeah, like maybe that. Maybe they get heated and then they'll like yell at each other, but in all good fun. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be like Stephen A. And like uh, unlike a. our fucking mellow to chill asses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel about this. I feel this way too. I mean, I don't agree necessarily, but I mean, but. I feel like it's similar and I can understand how you can come from that direction. <laughs> all right well stay tuned for next time and hopefully we'll have more fantasy news and we'll give you definitely an update on that glass cutting in the ripley talks you damn right so see monica show signing off switzerland monroe and ripley with an eye see you next time you silly babies bye i like the silly babies Reggie Carmichael here once again for Cloggers, telling you about the new sandwich they got for kids, the birthday burger. They take their all-beef junior patty, cover it with pepper jack cheese, jalapenos, five strips of bacon, their special habanero sauce, and deep fried. Stick that patty between two slices of red velvet cake. It comes with a side of homework and a drink. You heard of the Luther? It's kind of like that, but with cake. Cloggers, share the cholesterol problems with your family.